talking about deliverances here and now. And I know they were sharing some stories about what God did in deliverance. But I, I you know, I'm just going to be, oh, the kids. If you guys have kids, if you can release them to go to kids class, that would be great. Um, thank you, Melissa. I appreciate that. Um, but I know that, that this is not a normal topic for me. I always preach about love and other things, but the Lord for this whole past week was telling me about deliverance and about what God is doing now. And I was like, God, I don't, I don't ever minister on this. Like, this is not my cup of tea. Like, do you really want me to minister on this? And this morning, he began to remind me of something. And he said, he said, don't you remember everything I've delivered you from? That I pulled you out of straight darkness. And that spoke volumes to me. And I'm going to go more into detail about that in a little bit here. But uh, I understood at that point that I'm on assignment this morning. And the Lord said, you need to talk about it. And freedom is going to come this morning in talking about it. Amen. You know, the enemy gets mad when things are exposed. When things are brought to the light out of darkness, the enemy gets mad because he wants you to stay in darkness. He wants to hide those things and keep them hidden so that way you never really experience freedom. And, and a lot of pride is intertwined in that sometimes because we don't know how to step out of our own um, pride of ourselves of what people are going to think about us or say about us that we stay stuck in certain areas at times of things that we do need deliverance of. And, you know, even believers need deliverance. I think sometimes as believers we get saved and we get um, into the things of the Lord and we think, oh, we're good. We don't have to be delivered from anything. But deliverance is not just the demonic you're possessed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And this is what he's been talking to me about all this past week. He's like, deliverance is more than that. And he's like, because there cannot be darkness and light, light shines out all darkness, and light is more powerful than any darkness. John 1.5 says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot ever, never, 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 never extinguish it. John 8.12 Light that leads to life. Deliverance is is um is is a release from captivity, slavery, oppression, and any restraint. See, that's the thing that believers can be oppressed, and you can interpret the oppression and take those things on yourself. And it'll make you feel real crazy real fast, like you're losing your mind. I'm just being real with you. The minute your agreement comes with the oppression that the enemy's trying to cause you to believe something, like in the garden, did God say, is the minute you agree with it and the minute that it takes hold of your thoughts in your mind. The oppressed is what he's delivering this morning. 
there's an oppression that's coming on you. Why? Because you're starting to step into areas of your life that you're positioned and called to be in. Your destiny has been coming to pass. Your destiny is starting, you're starting to walk on this path, and the enemy's mad because you took a couple of steps. And he's like, oh, man, you gained some momentum there. Let me just uh, snatch you up. Let me oppress you a little bit, tell you some lies. And because you have past issues with this lie, you can real easily agree with it and not even realize that you're agreeing with the oppression that's upon you. And then pretty soon, you're laying in bed not doing a thing for the Christ. That's the scheme of the enemy right now. Luke 4.18 talks about the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that the captives will be released and that the blind will see and that the oppressed will be set free. If you're oppressed, how can you come bring freedom to the oppressed? That's why the enemy's coming to oppress you. I'm bringing things to the forefront. I'm bringing things to the light this morning because the Lord said, expose it. Let's get rid of it. Don't deal with it no more. If you're being tossed to and fro, that's not where he wants you to be. If you're being confused, did God say that's not the Lord? Then it becomes a burden and a heaviness on you like Heather was talking about in worship. And it becomes a heaviness on you like did God really say for me to do such and such? See, God is not an emotional God where he changes his mind. He tells you to do something, and then he expects us to respond in obedience to do it. He doesn't say one day, well, I feel like you're supposed to do this, and then tomorrow comes and he changes his mind. He's like, you know, I'm not so happy today with what you did yesterday, so let's change everything. No, that's not how he works. He's not on an emotional roller coaster. What he says in his word is what he says. What he tells you in in through Holy Spirit is what he says to do, and that's it. It's a done deal. That's why he said on the cross, it is finished. We are dealing with this oppression because we choose to deal with it, but we don't have to. We choose to. Genesis 45, 7, and God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance he's here to save our lives rescue us pull us out of captivity pull us out of oppression pull us out of things that we sometimes it becomes overwhelming for us and we can't pull ourselves out the agreement is what causes you to feel so low that you get so low that you can't pull yourself up anymore But the Lord extends his hand down from heaven. And he says, you can never go so dark in the deepness where I can't find you. You can never go so far from me that my hand won't reach you. And I literally saw this past week the Lord's hand and go and reach out for people that were in great darkness. You know, the most religious places I've been to in my life where the Lord has assigned me to be in as far as a regional aspect, those places that did not function in the full gospel and leading of the Holy Spirit and just the word itself, we need more than just the word. We need the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit gives us discernment. If you don't have discernment, you're not going to make it this season. 
pray for discernment. That you know between what's the devil and what's God. Because something in your belly is going to tell you that something's not right. Your mind can lie to you all day. But when your belly picks something up of the discernment of the Holy Spirit is a whole different ball game. He can't deceive the Holy Spirit inside of you. The Holy Spirit is greater than any lie the enemy will come bring you. So when the devil comes to lie to you, you do a check with your spirit, not with your mind. Well, well, wait a minute. Something doesn't feel right in my belly. When you walk into a place and you discern something's not right, it's there for a reason. Even before you knew God, I bet you a lot of us even had some discernment because when you walked into places you shouldn't have been at, you knew something wasn't right. You shouldn't have been there. Because he was already, he's the one who created you. It was already functioning in you, but you just didn't know about it because it wasn't activated in you. But God wants to activate some things in the believers, and he wants to get your spirit man rolling here where your spirit man will catch it before the enemy comes to cause destruction and pull you off your watch, pull you off your walk, pull you off your path where he wants you to be. You know, uh, I'm going to talk about Matthew 8, 28, when the Lord comes and he brings deliverance to the two demon-possessed men. So we can turn to Matthew 8, 28 through 34. When Jesus arrived on the other side of the lake in the region of Gardaresness, two men who were possessed by demons met him. They came out of the tombs and were so violent that no one could go through that area. They became screaming at him. Why are you interfering with us, son of God? Have you come here to, to torture us before God's appointed time? There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding in the distance. So the demons begged, if you cast us out, send us into the herd of pigs. All right, go, Jesus commanded them. So the demons came out of the men and entered the pigs, and the whole herd plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned in the water. The herdsmen fled to the nearby town, telling everyone what happened to the demon-possessed men. Then the entire came out to meet Jesus, but they begged him to go away and leave them alone. See, Jesus was moving in power here. He had the Holy Spirit upon him. That those things, see what happens regionally, these men had taken over the area. That people couldn't come by. There was violence. It tells you there what kind of men and what these demons were making them do. When there is a demon inside of somebody, it's no longer them controlling themselves. It's the demon controlling them. They no longer had control over what they were doing. And so Jesus comes on the scene with the power of the Holy Spirit and brings freedom to them and speaks to that thing to leave with two words. <laughs> All right, go. You know, that's one thing from when I, when I first started doing some deliverances in the beginning of my ministry to a now time is that I was always taught, yell at them, get in their face. <laughs> y'all don't even know like the crazy things I would do 
<laughs> I was radical. <laughs> I'd climb up on somebody and say, you will come out in the name of Jesus because I wanted them to be set free so bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but this last time in this last week, the Lord was showing me something different. He's like, he's like, um, the power's already in you. And what you speak has, it's supposed to have power because you have the Holy Spirit. He said, all right, go. That's all we have to do. All right, go. Get out of here. You don't belong here. This morning, that's what I came up here to do. The Lord says, I need you to declare to the atmosphere that whatever's not of me to leave right now in this moment and cast it out. And that's what I came up here to do. Because, see, I, I, it was so funny because I was watching this show. Um, we've been watching this show, and it doesn't matter what show it is, but it's really awesome because this girl has power. And, and she has to control that power and not be like do whatever with the power. So she goes up to this wall, and she's trying to take down this whole entire wall, and her instructor's telling her, um, be careful with how much power you use because <laughs> you don't need to take down the whole entire wall, just a little area for us to go through. So I'm thinking, man, she's going to come, and she's going to, like, bust this thing open because it's like a supernatural thing that this girl's moving in. And she comes, and with her little finger, she just goes like this, and the thing just breaks open. See, that's the way we are in the spirit of the Lord. We've got this amazing, powerful power inside of us because of the Lord and Holy Spirit that just by our words that we speak, they have power. So our words are powerful that when we tell something to go, it's got to go. But it's the same way if we come to agreement with the enemy that we give it power over us. So we've got to learn and decipher what's the Lord and what's the enemy and not get caught up in all those things that the enemy's trying to cause us to believe. Part of the healings and the signs and wonders that we really believe God is trying to do here in Ohio is deliverance is part of that. Set the captives free. What good is it if they come in and hear a good word and, and, and get into some worship but they're never set free. They go back the way they, sing, they, they came in. They need to be set free so that way they can really encounter the love of Jesus. And that's what I saw this past week. I saw the love of Jesus come in so powerfully that they were doing all kinds of craziness in their bodies, trying to get attention. And the Lord said, I just want you to hug them. Because the power that's in you, that thing can't stay. Darkness can't be where there's light. And as soon as the light hits the darkness, it has to go. And then you got those people that are afraid. They don't want to deal with the mess. They don't want to deal with the dark and the light things coming together. Well, Jesus wasn't afraid. He went to the woman at the well. And he spoke truth to her. He was the light to her darkness. She had, been, she had lost her way. She had lost her path. He comes with the light and, and, and brings the light even on her thoughts of how she saw herself and, and reveals to her another piece of her destiny, another piece of who she was really called to be. That breakthrough came upon her in such a way that she fled and told everybody about the goodness of God. 
See, deliverance causes people to go back and talk about the goodness of God. For a wrench like me, right? <laughs> when they're not in their mind right, in your right mindset of the process of this oppression or whatever it is you're dealing with, God says we're supposed to have the mindset of Christ. In 1 Corinthians 2.16, for who, have, who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Agreement gives access to the darkness of any kind, and agreement in your mind is where the enemy always attacks. The voices that are not of the Lord come in your mind. They're always in your mind. <laughs> That's the greatest thing that the enemy will come to attack you with is in your mind. He wants your mind because if he can convince you in your mind of the lies that he's been telling you, then he can have control over you. And you stop doing the very thing you're called to do for the Lord. He stops the whole entire thing. You stop worshiping. You stop singing. You stop being in the joy of the Lord. All the fruits of the Spirit somehow disappear. They start with you. And then it influences your sons and your daughters in the house. Then it influences the whole house. Then when the house gets up and moves and goes to the store, when the house moves and goes to work, when the house moves and goes to other places, guess what? It influences the atmosphere in other places. And so now it's no longer you. Now it's your kids. Now it's your sons and your daughters. Now it's a whole entire area of wherever y'all have gone. I like the way Bill Johnson says, he says, making every demon homeless. <laughs> we got to do that. We got to make them homeless. <laughs> Philippians 4.8 says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are no noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are a good, of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. We must meditate on those things. We've got to get our mind on what the enemy's lying to you about, what he's trying to convince you of, and reposition it to go to Philippians 4.8 and saying what is true, what is noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, lovely, a good report praiseworthy. Find something that is worth praising him for. Being in thanksgiving. Being in thanksgiving to the Lord, it makes the enemy angry. It ticks him off. I like to tick him off. Because if I can get to a point where all I'm doing is thanking him, that, you know, and it's not even the big things. It's like, thank you for my food in front of me. Thank you for this, this car you gave me. It could be falling apart, but thank you that I have a car. Whatever the Lord has given you, be thankful for it and in it. Whatever he's given you in that moment, be thankful for it. We tell it to our kids all the time, but we don't take our own instruction. Well, when you learn how to take care of that, then I'll buy you a better one. 
and then they mistreat it and abuse it and leave it laying around. You see what I'm saying? You got things in you. Don't leave it laying around. Value it. There's things inside of each and every one of you that is valuable, that God wants to use you in this season. He doesn't want you to just leave it laying around for no reason. I heard this the other day, and it was so powerful. Kingdom thoughts breathe kingdom revelation. You've got to take captive your thoughts. If you don't take captive your thoughts, you will remain stuck. You will remain without movement in your spirit because of the way you're thinking. The stinking thinking. Got to get rid of it. The Lord began to show me, you know, even regionally speaking, about how we needed to begin to pray. If we don't like something in our region, I think sometimes we get so occupied with self that we forget the regional prayers. Well, I'm going through this horrible situation. Nobody understands. I'm, doing, I'm going through this. I'm going through that. And guess what? The enemy has done his job to take you off your wall of prayer for the region. There's mayors in the towns. Every town we went to, there's a mayor there. Every town we went to, there's a police department there. Every, pl every place we went to, there's a, there's a fire department. There's all kinds of people that are in leadership in our towns that we need to begin to pray for. That they're not oppressed. That they're not hearing the wrong voice. That they can hear the voice of God in the midst of darkness. And that God can come in and change everything for them. Isn't that amazing? Talks about this in 1 Timothy 2. Therefore, I first of all, that supplications, prayer, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings of all who are, that we may be led a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of our Savior who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, and the, and the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time, for which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle. I'm speaking the truth, Christ, and not lying, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and in truth, that all men would know who Christ is. All men would know. So guess what? We have to pray for them. That all men in all areas of our region would know God. And they would begin to hear the voice of the Lord. We've got to begin to get on our prayer again. It's so important right now. I was starting to see some things this past week. Um that the Lord was exposing to me. And it was, it's good for the exposing to come because then we can get rid of it. And I started to see, because some of the people that I prayed for this past week, they were so focused on what the enemy had done that every time we came to pray for deliverance for them or for them to get out of that situation to have breakthrough, they kept going to that same experience of where the enemy attacked them in. And they kept saying it out of their mouth. 
but this and this happened to me. But this and this happened to me. And I was like, God, what is that? Why can't they just accept and receive your goodness and get their breakthrough and let the light come hit them that the darkness has to flee and it can't be there anymore? And he said, let me tell you how the enemy's coming. He's coming and he's touching bits and pieces that still have an orphan mindset inside of them. And he's coming through those areas of the little cracks of you still having an orphan mentality and not a son and a daughter mentality. And he's coming into those pieces that you need to get rid of still that are still sitting there that don't act and look like a son or daughter of the Lord. And he's finding little pieces he can come in and oppress you in. So guess what? Your focus gets more on what the enemy did and not what God wants to do. And then you never have breakthrough. What happens is you get stuck in a pattern and a circle that goes round and round and round. You're exhausted and you're tired. And the enemies, I got them exactly where I want them to be. They're exhausted. They're tired. They want to give up. They don't want to do this anymore. And, I, and he wants to break, break patterns right now. You're sick and tired of being sick and tired. God's saying, I am too. I am too. I'm the breaker. Whenever you're done on this ride, I'll get you right off. It's up to you if you want to get off. You want to believe the devil or you want to believe the Lord? That's where it's, it's cut and dry right now. I'm just being honest. The Lord's coming with the sword right now in the spirit, the spirit of truth. And he's saying, I'm cutting this off. What, what side do you want to be on? Do you want to be in the side of the light or do you want to stay in your darkness? Because I'm here to give you light. I'm here to rescue you, take you out of captivity, take you out of being oppressed. But if you don't want it, you go ahead and stay there in your darkness. But I'm here to offer it to you and give it to you. Because I'm the breaker with the breaker anointing. I had three people before the tent came. I just keep hearing God say freedom. Brandy the other day called me up and said, hey, they're selling some things. You should go and buy some things while you're there. And I'm like, for the church, and I'm like, okay, we're going to come over there. I said, well, God, if you had Brandy call me, there's a reason for it. You don't just say you need me to go somewhere. They had a little bell there. If anybody knows our house and has been with us from the very beginning, this means a lot to us. It means freedom. It means liberty. This thing was on a little bitty desk a children's desk an old modern children's desk and i knew it was the lord and i said see god we don't have time anymore we got to be like children ready for the instruction of holy spirit to catch freedom we have a liberty bell it's time to ring the bell in our lives Anybody knows and has heard, you can go back and listen to him. But my husband shared a long time ago when we first came about an angel he encountered. And it was an angel of light. Can you remind me her name? Because I don't remember. Her name was Menorah. The winds came in. The storm came in. I'm speaking to you in the spirit right now. The storms came in on our tent. The whole half of the tent came falling down. The winds came in so strong we couldn't even hold the tent poles up. People were underneath the tent and about to be crushed because of falling of this tent. 
And we had to yell out, get out now, because we don't want you to get hurt. You're underneath the tent. And people ran out. God's saying, get out. Go. All right, go. This oppression, all right, go. There's liberty in the house. There's freedom in the house right now. Uh, the angels are here to make sure yours and my destiny comes to pass. And they're not taking no for an answer. They're like, you're going to do it, and you're going to do it in and, and, and greatness, and you're going to have victory in it. And I'm going to stand here right beside you, and I'm going to gird you up. And when you're tired and you feel you can't go anymore, I'm going to hold you up until you do what I've called you to do and accomplish the destiny and the purpose I've called you for, for the region, for the state, for the nations. See, the angels are coming up behind us, and they're girding us up, and they're holding us up. And they said, no, not this time. You're not going back this time. See, you don't have time to go back this time. I know the enemy's calling you. Oh, let somebody else do it. Oh, it's okay. They don't need you there. Oh, let me tell you, every man's important. Every person who helped with this tent this past week was important. We needed everybody there. We needed everybody's help. Do you understand the importance of who you are and the calling on your life? Well, I was just doing, you know, the little trash. No, honey, you were there doing trash and praying and doing all kinds of things in the spirit that you don't even know you were doing. Your presence as an ambassador was there. Just your presence of you being there is what mattered to the Lord. Maybe in your mind the enemy made you think what you're doing was nothing. The point that you showed up. Did you show up? Yeah, I did show up. Okay, then that's all God was looking for. Sometimes he's just looking for obedience to say who's going to show up. Shema. There's power in showing up, I tell you that. Freedom is a choice. You have to choose to be free. The pride comes in sometimes that is intertwined with an orphan mindset. I don't need nobody. I'm good by myself. I know I've been there, done that. I'm good on my own. I'm okay. I can make it by myself. I can go do my own ministry, my own thing. And God's like, no, <laughs> you're on assignment. I called you to that place. I called you to that region for a, re for a reason. There's no going back. John 8.36 says, so if the sun sets you free, you are truly free indeed, right? <laughs> so you don't have to deal with the old stuff all over again as it cr tries to creep up back in your life. Galatians 5.1, so Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. God's not looking for perfection, people. Your view of perfection is not his perfection. His perfection is your heart. Are you going to give him your whole entire heart? Because that's all he's looking for is your heart. If what you did in the tent, did you do it with all your heart? Yeah, okay, we're good. You, you fulfilled the destiny. You fulfilled the purpose with your heart. Everything you do in obedience 
with that pure heart of yours speaks volumes to the Lord. You know, the Lord told me three times this past week. See, he's doing everything in threes right now. Then we need to begin to follow the wind again. Yeah, the storms came, but we still had victory from the storms. The storms will roll over your house, but you'll still have victory in those storms. You don't have to agree with the storm. Jesus came and spoke to the storm to be still, and peace came in, remember? Sometimes you got to rise up and speak to the storms of your life and speak peace over them. Speak rest over the storms. That's what everybody was doing with their little flags around there. They were praying for the storm to leave. Why? Because there's power inside of each of us that when we say something, heaven responds. Heaven sends the help of the angelic, and then things are accomplished. We're not by ourselves. John 16, 13. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. Not even Holy Spirit can be about himself. <laughs> He's still about the Father's will. We've got to change our mindset to what's the will of the Father. Your kingdom come, your will be done as it is in heaven. That was just a layout of how we're supposed to be praying, what we're supposed to be agreeing with in the natural, with the heavens. His kingdom will come and his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But we got to believe it. You know, I have, I have uh, uh, as the Lord was speaking to me this morning and he was telling me about, about um, where he's taking us, even as a group, God's speaking loudly to all of us right now. If you don't listen to him during the day, he's going to come in your dreams. He's going to get your attention because he's calling on his bride. We are his bride. He's trying to wake you up to hear the truth of the Holy Spirit. And he's talking loudly right now. And whatever he has to do right now to catch your attention, he's going to do. Well, I'm too busy during the day. Then guess what? You're going to be up all night having lots of dreams. <laughs> See, that's just the way the Father works. <laughs> Man, I was up all night. I couldn't even sleep till 4 a.m. with all these dreams. Well, set aside some time during the day, and God will speak to you during the day instead of speaking to you at night. <laughs> hey, I take that for myself, not just for y'all. I've been a huge dreamer lately. <laughs> God's out, don't be too busy. <laughs> but I was reminded of this song that completely changed my life, and I'm just going to read the words to you because they were so powerful in my life. And, and it comes out of Psalms 23. And Jason Upton wrote this song, and it spoke volumes to me in a very deep, dark place in my life. But it says, your hands reached out to the depths of darkness, and your arms pulled me into the light above. Your voice spoke the word that broke my heart, and your eyes burned with holy passion, fire, and love. 
You led me beside the quiet waters. You walk in the shadows of death, darkened doors. And you make tables right before my enemies. You take oil and then you pour it over me. And the Lord is my shepherd. I will fear no evil. For you are my shepherd, God. I will not fear no evil. Surely goodness and mercy will cover you. All the days of my life, they cover me. Surely I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever more. Surely his goodness and mercy is going to cover you. Let's just stand this morning. His goodness and his mercy is trying to pour on you this morning. That's why we were praying the rain, because the rain represented the blessing. It's time to be free and come to freedom. And there's the, it's time to ring the bell. It's time. The darkness has to leave because the light's coming. The light to me speaks volumes to me, even with my own testimony of what he's done for me. The light came to me when I was in pure darkness, and I wasn't even saved yet. See, the, his light will find you in the darkest places and the deepest places. When you try to hide from him, he'll find you every time. I want to do an act of faith up here, and I want to ring the bell this morning. I'm ringing the bell not only for us here, but those that are watching online, those that are in the region, those are uh, around us, for the other ministries that are here, for the other people that are trying to pioneer, that are all watching and they're trying to get move forward. It's going to unstick some things. You're not going to be stuck anymore this morning. God's all unsticking you. Who said you had to be stuck? I'm a God that's always moving through Holy Spirit. I'm always a moving God. I don't get stuck. That's the lie of the devil. I'm stuck. I can't move. Well, don't be stuck anymore. Agree with heaven. Let some fresh oil fall on you, and then you're going to move forward into the next thing God has for you. See, because we go from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. It doesn't stop. And once you accomplish one assignment, he gives you another assignment. And once you accomplish that assignment, he gives you another assignment. So you don't have time to be stuck right now. You just have time to move forward into the greater glory that he has for you. God, we ring the bell this morning, Lord, that you're bringing freedom, God, through the media, God. You're touching those that are going to watch this in, in the future, God. Your light is going to come and penetrate hearts. It's going to penetrate their mind in such a way, God. Your love is going to come that your goodness and mercy is going to fall on them, God. And we ring it in obedience and in faith this morning for our region, for our state of Ohio, God. God, we bring the bell this morning, God. We ring the bell of freedom, God. We speak freedom over our towns, God. We speak freedom over our state, God. We speak freedom over our nation, God. Oh, we are a people of power with your goodness and mercy that covers us, God. And we will continue to move forward in what you have for us, God. God, we will not be still, God, but we will pick ourselves up by the girding.
God. And the angels will come and begin to gird us up and move us forward. And we position us when we're tired, God. There is no going back. There is only moving forward, God. And we just take what you've given us in our hands this morning, God. God, we break off all oppression right now in the name of Jesus. We break off confusion and lies of the enemy. The devil's a liar, and he's been caught this morning. God, we will not be tossed to and fro. We are sons and daughters of the Most High. We are kings and priests, ambassadors for you, Lord. And we break all assignments of the enemy this morning. Every assignment of the enemy to cause us not to live in the fullness of your goodness and mercy, God. Oh, just close your eyes for a moment and receive from the Father. Receive his goodness and mercy. Receive his goodness and mercy this morning. Let him deliver you from whatever it is you need to give to him this morning. He's trying to rescue you. He's trying to take you out of captivity. If you've been feeling oppressed, he's, he's going to take it away from you this morning. He's like, my bride doesn't have to be oppressed. They don't have to be depressed. <laughs> Oppression leads to depression, and depression is not for my children. Who wants their kids to be depressed? Nobody. Who wants their kids to be burdened? Nobody. Especially not God. God, I pray that you remove the burdens right now, God. God, your will is going to be done. <laughs> not our own will, God. Oh, your kingdom come. Your will be done as it is in heaven on the earth, Father God. We declare it. We proclaim it. We believe it, God. We don't have to worry about nothing, God. You've got it all under control. Our steps are ordered. Our path is already ordered, God. Our stories is already written in heaven, God. We're just moving to a next chapter, God. We're moving to the next thing you have for us, Lord. <laughs> Oh, you're a good God. <laughs> we just speak your goodness and mercy, God. Your goodness and your mercy, God. Reign over us this morning, God. Reign over us this morning, Lord. Reign over us, God. Your goodness and your mercy, God. Just begin to extend your hands in front of you and receive it this morning. God, I just take your goodness and mercy. You see, you got to receive something because he's not going to just tell you to take it. you got to receive it and say, God, I just receive your goodness and mercy this morning. If somebody's been dealing with any kind of anxiety to the point where it's been making you feel sick in your stomach, the Lord wants to bring healing to that this morning. It's almost as if I, I, I began to feel like, like anxiety where it, it gets you to the point sometimes where you, you begin to be fear, you become fearful. It's almost like you become fearful. And like, like you, you almost have anxiety or panic attacks. Listen, right now the Lord's going to bring healing to that area. If there's anybody who's having issues in their stomach that you feel like, like even like being able to hold stuff down, Listen, come up here, please. We're going to pray for you this morning. The Lord wants to release some things. He wants to set you free. Because what he reveals, he heals. 
You see, there's certain moments of time when the Lord begins to reveal things that there's, there, there's a, there is a release of the healing in that moment. Don't miss the moment to receive it right now. Come on up. And if you're, if for those who are, who are okay, then, then please, where you're sitting, pray for those that are coming up here. Please pray for those that are up here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And Father, I just speak to deep-rooted issues right now. Lord, that you begin to expose the rooted issues in our own lives, God. Remove those issues, God, right now. Begin to bring healing in our own in our own lives, God, right now, Lord. And thank you, Father. Father, I receive that right now, God, for myself, God. Lord, things that are that may be in me, God, that I don't even know, God. Lord, uproot those things, God. We thank you for your virtue, God, your healing virtue, God, your love being released right now. Those that are watching right now, over the, all over the world right now, in the name of Jesus, let the virtue of heaven be released to you right now. Anxiety, leave now. Fear, leave now. We come against any fear, anxiety, worry, anxiousness right now in the name of Jesus. Anybody's dealing with any, any kind of imbalance where you feel like you imbalance in your, and like, I don't know what that's about, but any imbalance where you feel dizzy, come up here and receive your healing. If that's you, right, right on, the, on, the, on the chat room, let us know right now. Holy Spirit. How can I stand Holy here Spirit. with you and not be moved by you? Ears are opening right now in the name of Jesus. Open ears right now in the name of Jesus. If you've been having issues with your hearing, come up here. Wow. Right now, Jesus.
Would you tell me how 